With Hollywood code, I'm with Marla G, bro. Flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog, millionaire Bollywood flow. And uh, my real friends never hear it from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why I pick and choose. I don't get shit confused. I got a small circle. I'm not with different crews. We walk the same path, but got on different shoes. Live in the same bitch. But we got different views I got a couple cars I never get to use Don't like my women single I like my chicks in twos And these days all the girls is down the road I hit the strip club and all them bitches find a pole Plus I've been sipping so this shit is moving kinda slow Just tell my girl to tell a friend that it's time to go What is up everybody? Yo, 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 yo Welcome to another episode of Real Effing Talk Yes sir, yes sir What episode is this? This is episode six. Episode six. Season episode three. six. Season three. Episode six. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate all the support that we've been getting from everybody. Um, we've really been trying to bring a lot of good information and good content to you guys on just the basics on what it is to be a man, how you should be living your life. You know, just um, advice and recommendations that we have. Um, in order to, you know, be the best you you can be. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, but you haven't introduced yourself. <laughs> my name is Silvio and I'm your host. And I'm your boy, Mamey. And we have here a very special guest. Um, we don't, what do we, re- what do we refer to you as since you have many names? <laughs> you could just call me Rock Did It. Rock, Rock Did It. Rock I did like it. it. I like it. And for the people that don't know who Rock Did It is, I'm going to let him explain himself a, li- a little bit. Right, but Rock Did It has been supporting us since day one. Yeah. Right, he's been supporting us since day one. Um, he's actually not even, well, he is from Miami, but he doesn't even live in Miami. Right. Right, and he told us he was going to be down here in April, May. Let us know he's gonna, he was going to be an extra week, and, yes. you know, we had to bring him on. We had to bring yeah. him on. But, oh, introduce yourself. Let us know a little bit about yourself, brother. Uh, yeah, so my name is uh, Juan Coelho. I represent Rock Did It. Rock Did It, we are a personal development company. Uh, we started in 2009 in Miami, Florida. And um, the whole mission was to show people uh, what was really possible. Um, I came from a third world country, Ecuador. Yes, sir. I'm actually from the slums, the worst part of the whole country. Okay. Uh, we actually did a documentary in 1992 about it. It was second to Johannesburg, South Africa, in terms of being poor. Oh, shoot. So I, we were up there in the ranks. For bad I, reasons. I learn something new about Ecuador every day. Yeah. <laughs> I learn something new about Ecuador every day. Cool, cool. Uh, you know, give us a little bit about your journey, though, brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, what uh, made you decide to uh, start a self, a personal development, a personal development business? Uh, you know, it was just a journey I went through. Like I said, my name is uh, Juan Coelho, but I represent Rock Did It, and it was because I realized that when I put my faith in uh, disciplines my faith in God, my faith in putting in myself, so mind, body, and spirit, all of a sudden, like, miracles will happen. And uh, I remember uh, I grew up in Carroll City. We were actually in a studio, one-bedroom studio, six of five of us, and the kitchen, the bathroom, the room, everything was in the same room. But we, <laughs> wow. Yeah, but we actually uh, slept on the floor on mats. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, this is all throughout high school. It was embarrassing inviting people over. <laughs> but <laughs> I, um, bet, I bet. You know, uh, but I use all of that as a fuel, and uh, that was actually pro- part of my training camp and training grounds, and and uh, that's how I developed that 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 spirit in me of the creator that I call rock did it. Cause rock is, I consider God our rock. Okay. You, okay. You know, so rock did it just means with him, I can do anything, but I have to put in the discipline. I have to put in the work. Absolutely. Everybody got to put in the work. Now that we're talking a little bit about faith, brother, I, I, I know that this is not the topic of conversation today. Right. But I feel like this generation, there isn't as much, I, 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 I I'm guilty charge when it comes down to it as much as faith right yeah. so I, I know that that was one of the first you know your top three things up there was faith in god right mm-hmm. um how important is that like how important is that in, in your journey well i you know at first it seemed almost like a coincidence and at first i thought maybe it was just some type of you know good luck bad luck thing okay because i grew up catholic um mm-hmm. my cousin came out of jail he took us to church one day and uh, something unexplainable happened. Like, uh, it broke me and it made me realize I needed to look in the mirror. Okay. And I feel like that's what I started to uh, develop, uh, self-accountability, looking at the mirror and self-analyzing myself, every area of my life, mind, body, and spirit, I was analyzing. Um, I got to the point where it was too meticulous, it was too much. And then in 2015, they call me Beamer, Benson, Bentley because those, you know, that's what I would drive. And then I realized I hit a wall where that's not really where I wanted to become. And I always told my students, you know, don't ask what you're going to make when you go work somewhere. Ask, what am I going to become in the next five years? And where I was with the people I was surrounded by, I mean, there's a book here, uh, right? The Cashflow Quadrant. And in 2010, um, I started working in a network marketing company, um, ACN, right? And and in that company, you know, I, I, I didn't have any hopes for that. I was a, a big time barber, uh, celebrity barber, uh, but I left that, you know, celebrity barber lifestyle because I saw that there was a kid that was 24 years old. It was in the cover of Success Magazine. Okay. And I said, man, Success Magazine. This guy is a millionaire at 24 years old. So he had the things that I wanted, time and money. I had (laughs) money. Um, I bought my first home when I was 19 in West Palm. But but I had no time. And I was losing my body and I was losing my family. And I remember my brother, I reconnected my brother in uh, 2016. And he's like, man, I haven't seen you since high school. I left home just to focus on my on my journey of being uh, the person that broke the the generational curse, the family chain. That's what I was trying to do. I was just trying to like break those chains. Right. Yeah, man. But it was rough for me, man. I grew up in Carroll City. Um, I was a straight A student, but straight A student in Carroll City. Well, <laughs> and, no offense. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. No, but I actually went to Lake Stevens Elementary. Okay. And then Lake Stevens Middle. And I was a straight-A student, but that got me beat up, jumped in the second grade. And by the time I went to uh, sixth grade, that same bully that hit my sister, he hit my sister in the third grade in a school bus, and he actually slapped her. Oh, shit. And, I mean, 
That's, I don't even see this in the movies. And I, <laughs> I, I did what Big Brother's supposed to do. But as soon as I stood up, he punched me right in my face and knocked me out. <laughs> that was in third grade. So third sixth, grade? sixth grade came along and he was bullying us and he, was, he started to talk about it in the homeroom, just make fun of us. And then I don't know what happened to me. I, I feel like I got possessed or something because I was like numb for like two days. And then I grabbed the gun and I took it to Lake Stevens Middle. Uh-oh. Oh. That, Uh-oh. That got me kicked out, and I went to West Hylia Institute. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, but you know, sometimes you got to stand up for your family. Yeah, family, yeah. Though, so. You definitely have to stand up for your family. You know, I was a good kid, smart kid, but I was not a pushover. Yep. Right. How it is, how it is. Uh, so today, what are we talking about, yep. Sylvia? So today, we are talking about growing your funds, right? So we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about money, um, about the accounts that you should have, and the different things that we can do in order to grow our accounts, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, besides freedom, which is what a lot of us want, um, we want also money, yeah, right? right? Because having the money is what grants us that freedom that that we want in order to spend more time with our family, in order to right. do more of what we want to do. Um, so we're going to get a little bit into that. So let's talk a little bit about um, what do we think the importance of managing your money is, Oh, man, that's the most important. I think that that starts in the family. I mean, uh, if I had kids, this is what I would teach them. If I give you a dollar, you can't spend the whole dollar. You can only spend 60 cents. The, okay. the 40 cents is not yours. That money, you have to manage it and put it to work for you. You got to put in four different piggy banks or, or, or glass jars. The first 10 is going to be um, to give away. Charity, okay. give it to somebody, help somebody out. Because that's actually called uh, intellectual self-interest. Because the minute you give, you automatically will receive. receive. So it's like... Straight karma. Yeah, it's straight <laughs> karma, but you're doing yeah. it intellectual self-interest. Um, so that's the first 10. Second one is put away for a short-term investment. Like any idea that you come up with, any product, short-term. Um, maybe get involved in a home-based, biz, a home-based business or something. You know, that's short-term. Uh, or a book or a, a seminar, a course, and, uh, you know, invest it in yourself. That's the first, the second 10%. The third 10%, uh, invest it for long-term, like real estate or something that's going to be long-term or a business project that's going to be five years from now. Uh, and then the last 10%, that's for yourself. Like spend it. To spend it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I believe that managing your money, knowing how to manage your money is something that a lot of us need to understand how to do, right? Especially the people that have no money and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden now they have a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? They end up spending that money because of the fact that they don't know what to do with it now that they have it. Yep. And that's one of the things that I was going to say because you, like you said, it starts with your family. But I did like us three right here, especially after the story you just said, right? None of us came from money. So right. who, who's going to who's gonna teach us about money? Exactly. Right? So I, I've, I think I said this in, like one of my, in one of the first episodes on like what I did with my first credit card. Right? I put a pool table in my mom's kitchen. <laughs> 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 right? Not going to lie, right? And, and why? I've never had seen that much money. Right. <laughs> Truthfully. At 18, they gave me an $8,000 MasterCard. Mm-hmm. They screwed up. <laughs> yeah. They screwed up, right? 
So uh, uh, tell me about like a little bit of like, you know, like bumps in the road, et cetera, that came along with money. Right. Because everybody's like, oh, you know, people that don't have money, they said money, money, money. I need right. money. Money's going to pull me out of all my troubles. Money um, is happiness. Right. To a certain extent, um, et cetera. But they don't know how much trouble could come with that money. Listen, I was just telling my best friend the other day. I said, you know what happened to my Bentley? He's like, no, I heard about it. And then I showed him the newspaper, the, the Internet article, Palm Beach, um, watch, uh, the Palm Beach Post. It said um, exotic car murder. Like you Google it. Uh, the person who stole my car is involved with those same people. And it's a, like I went to their former employer trying to play like detective. Um, hired an attorney and all of that. I mean, this is like 10 years ago. But the uh, employers told me we fired him because he was involved with the Russian mafia, stealing cars. It was like shipping them overseas. And then they were like, your car is not even in the country anymore. Forget <laughs> about it. That thing is like a boat. Some container and, somewhere. And then um, whatever, you know, I got some of the info. So I basically knew this guy was the one. that He set me up nasty. Um my car, I took it to a body shop, and then from there, he did some phone calls where he was like, hey, your car, you know, it's, uh, I'm no longer going to be at this body shop. Can you call your insurance adjuster? Tell him I'm going to be over here. I just, you know, quit my job, and no one can work on your car over there. I was naive. I was like, what, 25 years old? Driving a Bentley? Like, I don't know. So I'm like, bro, who can, who can work on it? Only I can just, you know, just call your insurance. So I did that. Make a long story short, I lost two court cases um, because I had two police reports. He had he made me go to this one address, and when I got there, the car wasn't there. So I got mad and I called the police and did a report. That's what screwed me up. Okay, but that's what he was setting me up to do. But those are some of the bumps, uh, you know, along the way with money. Like, people are after you. Like, of course. You know, you have all this stuff. And not only that, but, like, people taking advantage of me. Like, at first, I said, you know, hey, my whole entire team, it'll be, like, 25, 30 of us. Let's go eat. And every night, it was like, Rocky got it. Rocky, yeah. you know, it's on Rocky. But um, I did out of my heart, you know. Of course. Yeah, you know. But um, along the way, also... I, I attracted the wrong type of people, and meaning uh, women. <laughs> uh, I was I was 25 years old. I was making you know like close to five hundred thousand dollars a nice. year, and just having a lifestyle second to none, and hanging around Robert Kiyosaki and going to trainings with Robert Kiyosaki, and and being on stage with them, and Donald Trump, and uh, Darren Hardy, and John C. Maxwell, and here are the the people that. I now knew they were mentors of many, and I'm just hanging out with them, like how we are right now. Yes. Um, uh, but, you know, I, yeah, man, I got married, and it was for the wrong reasons. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, but, yeah. It's, but, it's funny that you said that yesterday in, a, in my corporate life job, right? It, I had a conversation with somebody and he kept telling me like, oh, I did this. I screwed up. I did this, but I did it for my girlfriend <laughs> right. and so forth and so on. I was like, and every single time I was like, women, <laughs> women. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. You have uh, a certain, certain uh, problems when you don't have money. 
And then you have a whole different set of problems when you do have money. Yes, sir. So it's just a matter of which problems do you want to have. Yeah. Right. Um, but going back to managing your money, right, it's very important to be able to manage your money. That way you don't make mistakes like a lot of people do and mm-hmm. end up losing all of your money. Um, because if you come from nothing and now you have created this wealth, mm-hmm. you you don't want to lose it. Absolutely. Right? You don't want to lose it and you want to make sure that you keep as much of it as possible. Um, so with that being said, what what are some, in order for for our listeners to, to build wealth, right? Preserve wealth. Preserve wealth. Yeah. Preserve. Well, you got to build it and then preserve it. Right. Right. So to build it first. Right. How is it? What are the different types of accounts or uh, activities that we should be doing in order to initiate to build our wealth? I think that everybody should be branding themselves. Okay. Like, I feel like every single person in this world and this planet plays an important, vital role in, in, the, in the story of the history of the universe and doesn't even know. Okay. But, but because of that reason, they need to see themselves as the company, as the brand. And that's what I saw myself at. And then every person I will come across, I'm like, I will see them as a brand. I will see them as a, you know, and so that's what I decided to dedicate my life to, just helping others discover that greatness in them. But, um, yeah, I think that's what it is. Do you think a lot of people have what it takes to really have that mentality? Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's actually the rule number one. And the first thing we teach people uh, in personal development is learning how to sort. Okay. You got to sort people to get them into your life. And then once they're in your life, you got to sort them once again. And what sorting means is you're going to divide into three groups and categorize them. If there are 100 percenters, those are the ones that you got to run with. What do you consider a hundred percenter though? People that are, uh, they bring passion and honesty. Okay. Like whatever it is that they're trying to do, you can tell by the way they speak. Oh yeah. Okay. They're hungry. And two, uh, whatever they say about you, uh, is true because they're honest. So honesty and, and, and passion. So, okay. you know, like, I don't want a Judas, uh, a, a betrayer, you know, someone right. going to betray me. So that's what I mean by honesty and then passion. They got to be really wanting to do this without me telling them. So I found this kid um, uh, I, when I started my, my business career, right? I started with four friends. One of them was from UM, University of Miami. Nice. Like, this guy was super smart, genius. His name is Jeff. Um, I always give him a shout out because I remind him every day, right, of what's possible, but also what could happen if you mess with the universal laws. So Jeff, um, very smart kid, UN graduate, uh, had everything. Uh, he had the car, he had the reputation, he had the girls, he was a football player, he had it all. So I said, okay, he's going to be one of my leaders. But he lacked two things. Honesty and passion because I, he, he wanted the position, but he felt like he would have to give up his ego or pride in order for him to get that. Right. Meaning because he would have to like, he felt like kissing, like he would be kissing my ass or something. Like right, we're a team. So he didn't see it like that. Uh, you know, and 100 percenters are people that just want to run with you. You, you don't got to tell them, hey, let, let's do it. They just, like you guys. Mm-hmm. Right. This is your 100% right here. Right. But 60%ers are like, yeah, I'm interested. Interested is not 
what I look for. I'm, I'm looking for committed. So interested people may be 60 percenters, but you got to sometimes encourage them. Sometimes you got to motivate them. And motivation to me is crap. Okay. Do you consider honesty also like, so like this is one of the things when you had stepped out, me and him were talking about, he was like, how do I play a part in your life? Right. And I told him, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, Sylvia and I, we go way back. And truthfully, I run with every crazy idea he sends my way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully, Sylvia said, hey, I'm 100% about this. I was like, fuck it. I can't take, like, I can't let my boy take that jump mm-hmm. by himself. But then at the same time, Silvio has come to me and he's like, yo, I'm 100% about this. And I'm like, Bubble, you're crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is not, it's not something. So do you think like that, that brutally, uh, like that brutal honesty is something that's very important, especially like, in, like, like you said, in a team between like Silvio and I? Oh, absolutely. Because Silvio is going to stretch your imagination and stretch your dreams. You know, that's what he's going to do. Makes sense. Makes sense. Because a lot of people like they, they take that like they take that to heart, right? They're like, oh man, like Rock Rock just told me like, you know, I screwed up or like straightforward like, hey bro, you crazy? Like that's not. I don't think that that's gonna help you out, right? And that's that's what sorting is all about. You gotta okay. make sure the sixty percenters, you know, just leave them alone and let them do the best of their abilities. And then the thirty percenters, but what determines uh the categories is the time you spend with them. Okay. Like I don't, I barely spend time with people that are thirty percenters, right. like even family members. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're yeah, that's a tough top, a tough topic to speak. You're about the average. <laughs> you're the average of the five people you hang around with. It you makes know? sense. That's, it makes sense. That's just the 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 reality of it because you know those are the main people that influence your life the most, right? And it's it's crazy because your salary will be the average of those same five people exactly. that you hang around with. And your yeah. health too, and your health, and and everything. Your 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 conversations. Mm-hmm. You know who you are will be the average of those five people because they're the ones that impact your life the greatest. You know. Um. So so what was your number one? The the people that you're around with. What would you say w- would be like the number one thing that you need in order to? Oh yeah, environment. Continue environment. Your environment. Okay. Environment, and that's not just. Uh, People, but that's also like this setup here. Right, you're already setting yourself up for the future, for success. Right, you know, and that's what success is all about. Success is not a destination. It's just like a, a man or a woman that right. have a it's worthy, uh, a worthy ideal, and they, they're in, heading in that direction, taking steps. Right, I like that. I like that. Okay, so so yeah, I agree. Definitely, your your environment is very important. Um, once once you have that environment and you're there, right, and you begin to uh, make money, right? You want to have some, some basic, some basic things, right? So you want to have your, your bank accounts, right? You want to have your checking account. Um, you want to have your savings account. What do you, what do you recommend is a good amount to have for, for, for the beginner, right? For, for your average person that is starting off, what do you think is a good amount of savings that they should have in their account, for emergencies. I, I don't even look at like the numbers. I look at percentages. Like I was telling you earlier, okay. 60, 40 rule. Okay. So meant, yeah, just take 60% away. And that's for bills. 40% that you got to manage that money, put money to work for you instead of you working for money. Okay. A lot of people believe like emergency funds, right? It's funny because I saw this the other day, right? Uh, and we have it up there as well. Right. So you, you should have three to six months of of your bills, right? Oh, and yeah. then a lot of people, I read another article that was saying that if you have investments, exactly, right, right. you should have six months to a year up to up worth up to it as an emergency fund. Right. Is that something, I, I know you go with percentage, but it's something that you agree with? Exactly. I was just going to mention that 
you know, I feel like you got to be able to live off your, you know, not your earned income. See, right. And that's the mistake number one that we do in the country. Just yep. try to live off earned income. The reason why I got all these things up here is because I was just going to show you guys. I'm constantly always trying to create new streams of income. Yep. And the people that I coach and mentor, I'm constantly helping them also do the same thing. Uh, new products, new ideas, new ventures. Uh, so I feel like it's all about also creating multiple streams of income to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that 100%. Um, we do have up there savings up to three to six months, right? I, I personally have used use savings, right? I also have an investment account, but I have those savings just in case, you know, an emergency happens and I need the money right away. I'd rather not touch my investment accounts, Right. right. And I'll just use that money in order to take care of whatever situation happens. However, I, I do believe that you should have your investment accounts, right? Such as if you have a 401k, right? You use your 401k, whether it's by yourself, whether it's through your, through your employer. Um, a lot of employers do match whatever it is that you put in there. Um, I'm, I, I'm personally a fan of a, of a Roth IRA. My Roth IRA is self-directed, which means that I choose where the money is invested into, right? A lot of 401ks, you just put the money in there and then um, whoever your broker is determines where, where that money goes. Um, and then you also have, you know, they usually put it into like ETFs, mm -hmm. mutual funds, whatever it is. Um, but also, I think something that is very good to have, I don't know if you've ever had this, um, you let me know, but a health savings account. Mm. Yeah, no, that's actually true. When you're budgeting, you got to be able to be able to account for all these things, including your family's health. Yep. Right. And a lot of people forget about that. So I think that anything less than $10 million, you're being irresponsible. Right. As a goal, because you got to consider, and this is what I do with everyone I, I train. Uh, what age do you want to retire? For example, give me, give me an age. Um, 37. Tomorrow years of age. All right. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow years of age. Yeah. What, 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 what age? 37. How old are you now? I'm 28. So that's nine years of work, right? Mm-hmm. Now then... A lot of damn years. Actually, right? let's, let's say 38. Let's say 38. Because, let's say 40. Let's say 40. No, no. Let's say 40. Right? No, let's say 38 because on my vision board, I have, which is next 10 years, I have so a $15 million goal. Okay, great. So that's 11 years, right? Okay. 10 years, 10 years. 28, 38. Yeah, yeah, from 28 to 38, oh, yeah. 10 years. So, 10 so years. now, um, what age are you averaging that you'll probably pass away? Oh, um, I want to say- In Miami, tomorrow years of age. <laughs> I want to say- You see, but like, I'm, like 75. I'm not a big fan of that question though, man. I'm not trying to say that I'm going to live, you know, no. super long, see, but I, tampoco I don't like that question 75, because this is one of the main, this is one of our Silvio's and, and I's first debate. <laughs> right. And I think this is one of the reasons why we decided to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a little older than Silvio is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a little older. Right. And, and we spoke about this. Right. Because everybody has a big, imagine, not a big imagination. It has a big, um, they believe that in your age of, in, in your twenties, mm -hmm. You should build your wealth, which I 100% agree, right? At the age that I'm at right now, if I would have made different choices in my early 20s, mm -hmm. I'd probably be in a whole different situation, right? But this is where I say that I don't agree with this gentleman. Uh, <laughs> um, is this, right? He's saying that you should also invest in your early 20s, 
right? Or in your 20s when you're able to get that money. Because if you fail, you have more time to recuperate that situation. And I disagree because that same question you asked, 75, yo, life is not written. Well, life might be written down somewhere, but we don't know it. Mm-hmm. We don't know the story. So he might say that he, he, he's going to last to 75, right? But he might last to 90, right? And God forbid, he might last to 40, you know what I mean? So uh, I don't agree with the question too much, but you could keep on going with the explanation, sir. <laughs> so, so let's just say for argument's sake, you know, 37. Mm-hmm. That's 37 years of life. From 75 to... To uh, 38? 38. Yeah, 37. Uh, how much do you want to live off of? This is where the budgeting and taking care of your health and your How family. much do I want to live off of a year? A year. Um, I'll probably say... I think 200K is, is pretty good a year. Because all that's going to be tax-free. And, you know, and what's your goal for man. retirement? Was my uh, goal? Yeah, yeah. For uh, 15 million. Oh, yeah, brother. You, you, you being responsible, man. You, you, you being a responsible human being. <laughs> Thanks. Because all you need... All you I'm need responsible, is, guys. <laughs> all you need wait, is about $7,400,000. Oh, look at that. By I'm the like, time you hit 38 years old, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you got to do it quick. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to do my thing. Yeah. That's, uh, he might last to 75. <laughs> he might last to 75. Yeah, I run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know what? We never run out of money. Right. <laughs> money, never, do- money, never money doesn't never exist. Out. Money doesn't exist. We just print more like the government. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, back to the um, the HSA. So one yeah. of the things that I learned actually this last time that I was doing my taxes, right? It's crazy because a lot of people think that. Who's your tax guy, bro? It's some guy named Silvio. <laughs> <laughs> that gentleman. Yeah, yeah. He's my, my accountant, my bookkeeper, my tax guy, a little bit of everything. You know, um, it, it's funny because I didn't realize, right? A lot of people think like you got to make a lot of money for you to pay back taxes, <laughs> right? It is crazy. A few years back, I found out that it's not a lot of money, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's not a lot of money at all, right? And then one of the things that I didn't know about, like, the health uh, HSA, which is the health uh, savings account, is you could actually put that in your taxes, right? Mm-hmm. And it would have helped, helped me, and I would have not paid as much, which is crazy. I, I had no idea that your health care mm-hmm. could play a big part with that's, your taxes as well. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so, so, because, so the way a health savings account works is that when – when you have a health savings account and that that pretty much means that you're putting pre-tax dollars into that account for uh, medical purposes. So if something happens that you end up going to the hospital, it pays and, deductible. Right. And and you need to pay whatever, whatever it is you need to pay. Mm-hmm. You can grab the money from that account and then you can you can pay off whatever it is. So because you're separating that from your paycheck every single uh, time that you get paid, mm-hmm. then at the end of the year, depending on how much you put in, then they'll deduct a certain amount from whatever taxes you owe to to the government. Let's let's talk about taxes. Let's talk about percentages. People don't realize topic, people don't realize that you know government takes about sixty percent. Yes, they, sir. If they have a job. Yes, sir. Depending on your tax bracket. Yep. And depending if, on tax bracket. Depending on investments. Actually, no. They take right? about forty percent if you have a job. Right. If yeah. you have a job, ten ninety nine, they they take about sixty percent. Ten ninety nine, yeah. But also ten ninety nine, it it depends because if you're a ten ninety nine and you have a business, now you have other other, other things credits. to write off, yeah. right. right? Right. So it all depends. But 
when when you look at it in the the big scope of things, right? The brackets, right? right. When you look at it uh, overall in general, the employee is always going to pay more taxes than the business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're that high level earner, right? The doctors, the lawyers, the you know everyone that makes over six figures, yeah. they're the ones that are maintaining our social programs. But I think it's mainly because they're educated in taxes or hire someone that. That knows what they're talking about. Right. Exactly. Every because reason. if you talk to a barber, you know, most of the barbers, they have no idea about Right. Taxes. Exactly. And so, you know, they're trying to like scam the system, but they're scamming themselves. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's actually something that I did with, with my barber and his barber shop. I, I actually went over there and I spoke to them about what they can do in order to, you know, get their money situation right. Um, because of the fact that, you know, a lot of barbers do get paid in cash. So they don't, you know, they have their little things that they do. But I, I always tell them there's ways that you can do it all the right way. According to right. my barbers, they only get paid in tips. <laughs> and in cash. Only and in cash. cash. Only cash, cash. tips. Yep. And that's it. Um, but another thing that is very important to know how to manage is credit cards. Ugh. And that is something that is very big um, when it comes to everyone's debt. Mm-hmm. Right. Because a lot of people, you know, you know this because mm-hmm. you're you're in the real estate mm-hmm. uh, market. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's good debt and there's bad debt. Right. And credit cards is definitely bad debt. Absolutely. I mean, um, unless you use it for uh, j- your business, you have right specific credit cards. Like I have specific credit cards that's only used for the business. Like we just purchased a sixty four thousand dollar membership, the, the, the real estate. Yeah. But because it goes to the credit card, we're able to, that's 100% right off right there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely one of the things that a lot of people do. That's something that I do, right? I use my credit cards in order to make business investments just because of the fact that I know that there's a certain amount of time that I can use them where I don't have to pay interest. And if I pay it back before that time, then it's basically money that the bank let me borrow and now I give it back to them. And I make profit. It's incredible, right? Like once you start understanding taxes. Yes, sir. And then that's when you really can start winning the game. Really. Right. Taxes. Right. And and there's actually, if, if anyone is interested in learning more about taxes, there's a book called Tax-Free Wealth, um, which is actually uh, one of Robert Kiyosaki's book with, with his um, CPA, which is his name is Tom Wheelwright. Tom Wheelwright. And it's, it's a very good book. It's the book that really opened my eyes into the world of taxes and, you know, really shows you the fact that you're pretty much being scammed by the government <laughs> to pay all this money when you don't really have to. So it's something to keep in mind if you guys want to read it. It's called Tax-Free Wealth. Um, but let's continue. So so what can we do, right? What can we do in order to grow our accounts, right? So besides, we all know the main thing that everyone does. Get a job. Which is get a job. Just over broke. Right. Just over broke. That's the main thing that everyone does. Jumping out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Jumping out of bed. There you go. I haven't heard that one either. That, that, was, was, that was me this morning. I can't that lie. was good. <laughs> that yeah, was jumping jumping out of bed. Yeah. So what else What else can we do besides um, having a job to to build some, some wealth? I, I feel like the first thing people could do is find a mentor. And a good way to find a mentor is join a network marketing company. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are against network marketing companies. I don't know why, but um, I learned a lot. To me, it was just a, um, uh, you know, just a 
company with a compensation plan and personal development attached to it. Um, I got to meet a lot of good people. Proximity is very expensive, and I understand now that that I paid this $64,000 to be with Grant Cardone, and it's like proximity is crazy, but here I am next to Donald Trump, Robert Kiyosaki, that I feel like they're they're, they're about the same, if not higher than than Grant Cardone. Yes, sir. But But it didn't cost me a dollar. It was free because I was part of that company. Nice. So I feel like uh, network marketing is good. It teaches you about taxes. You know, you do 1099 and, and, it, and, it, and, and it's a gentleman way of growing because they, they're patient with you. Uh, my mentor said, you know, it's not money that makes you rich. It's business skills that's going to get you rich. And that's going to take uh, by changing your values. If you change your values, then you can change your outlook and then you can change your income. And that's what I needed to do develop different values. And the way I developed the values was through different habits. I had to break bad habits. And, and yeah, that was step number two after the environment was habits. Yeah. I mean, now, now that you're talking about habits, it, it kind of falls into what I was thinking as number one, which is something that you mentioned self-development. Yeah. Right. So that is the number one thing that you really want to invest in before, before you think about investing into the stock market, before you think about starting any kind of business, the first thing you want to do is make sure that your mind is right and you're aware of all of the different opportunities that you have and you invest in yourself and you learn and you 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 really realize what it takes in order to be this type of person, right? Because everyone thinks that all you have to do is start a business. All you have to do is sell this. All you have to do is, you know, something simple. But a lot of people don't understand that in order to get to a certain level and to meet different life's milestones, you really need to become a different person. It's not just about the money. It's about the person you need to become in order to earn that money. Man, I could have said it better than <laughs> No, but you know, I feel like success is, is not something that we need to be pursuing. Success, success is something that we need to attract. But right. By the person that we become, right? Like what you just said, um, you know. Right now, one of my uh, my newest clients, I'm working with him, and he's an old buddy from the boxing years. But I'm helping him start a moving business, nice in Tampa, and um, he's been working for like eight years for different moving companies, and we got back in touch with each other, and he saw one of our other buddies. Um, He's actually in this in this uh, book here, but our other buddies that grew up with us in the boxing world, he's a self-made millionaire. He's been in um, Success Magazine, and um, he, he made it. Um, this gentleman that's here. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so that's me right there. But, um... Nice. The one in the middle right there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Why are you so mad, bro? Oh. <laughs> they beat me up in school <laughs> nah but uh so this gentleman's like rocky i'm ready to get started i've been doing this for eight years like just tell me rock i don't got time to waste like i'm ready to rock and roll and i said patrick you know it took it took this gentleman when i put him under my wings after he came out of jail it took him 13 months like he had to work 80 percent and i told him look you can stay over at sunny Isles with me for a week this is last week and every day he woke up, he saw me personal development. It was 10 o'clock at night, personal development. And then he would, I remember he said, man, Rock, 
I think the Heat are playing tonight, man. I can't do this, bro. Like, I can't be doing this all day. Like, like I can't do that, man. That's crazy. <laughs> um, You know, and I told him the next day, you know, we were in the car, and I said, Pat, I have to be real honest with you, bro. I don't think you're going to make it. And I don't think I'm going to invest with you. And and he's like, why? And I said, because you admit it. You don't have what it takes. See, you're ready to work. But it's not about working. You need to work harder on yourself. 80% of it of the day needs to be working on yourself and 20% of it on, on your job. And that's the rule. Um, so he understood because this gentleman there that grew up with us from the same neighborhood, came out of jail, reached out to me. Um, had a bullet in his leg, couldn't even walk, couldn't talk, um, and uh, put him under my wings. And next thing you know, by age 27, he became a millionaire. Nice. Yeah. That was 12 years ago. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, that, like we were just mentioning it, you know, self-development is something that everyone should, should go through. And not just for business, just, just to become a better person, to understand yourself better, to have more self-awareness. And right. the, the crazy so, thing about self-development is kind of what he just said. It's the easiest part to like give up on. Yeah. Right. That I, I need that extra hour to sleep. Yep. Right? Or the heater plane, which is a pretty good series, by the way. <laughs> 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 right. So, so things like that. So it's one of the, the, one of the most simple things to do, but it's also the most simple thing to put in the back burner. Yeah. Jim Rohn always says that. You guys ever heard of Jim Rohn? No. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what is it jim roan r-o-h-n he's the father of of um modern day philosophy okay philosophy yeah yeah he's he's the the godfather of all personal development okay so what are what are some what are some books you know are are you a are you a book person oh absolutely do you read them or you listen to them oh right now i listen to them there you go you see but in the beginning, that's the modern reading. era, bro. That's, it's the modern era. That's not reading. Audio no, no, but that's because I read the books first. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, you, okay, okay. you see? This guy tells me he falls asleep with his bedtime story. Nah, nah, nah. The thing is, I'm old school. So when I started my journey, it was 2010. I had a door, door-to-door knocking. I read the books. I did all that. But um, now, just I listen to it. You listen I, to it? I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I catch it. What's your top three, top three uh, uh, book recommendations for, sub, for self-development? Uh, Apocrypha is one. Okay. That's actually from the Bible, but it's Hebrew, like most ancient version. Um, second, I would say is Outwitting the Devil. Outwitting the Devil. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's from the same author of Think and Grow Rich. Okay. Think uh, Napoleon Hill? Napoleon Hill. So Think and Grow Rich will be third. Um, after that, it'll be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Cash flow quadrant, uh, business of the twenty first century, uh, five levels of leadership, 20, 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, um, compound effect. That was one of my personal mentors, Darren Hardy. Shout out to him. He used to own the company Success Magazine. Nice. Um, yeah, compound effect is one of my favorites. What about you guys? My top book, and I always recommend it to everybody: Atomic Habits. Have you read it? No, no just no. the title. I'm like, I got to yeah. read that. Yeah, Atomic Habits and it's, is good. And it's kind of what we were just talking about, right? So a lot of people think they need to make that change like right now. But it, that, that book is more of like the little small changes you're doing a day. So like a perfect example is like 
they use they use like smoking cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. Some people smoke two packs of cigarettes mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, I'm going to quit." Mm-hmm. So they go cold turkey, right? And then of course, <laughs> then three days they're already smoking three packs, right? So instead of doing two packs a day, do a pack and a half mm-hmm. for like a week, right? And then next week, you know, a pack and a quarter, and mm-hmm. so forth and so on until you no longer smoke. Mm-hmm. All right? So that that to me that that's one book that I've read and I fell in love with, and I actually read it. I actually got it from my work library. I had to put it back, and then my girl had to buy it for me for Christmas because <laughs> right? I, I wanted to have it in my little library itself. It's one of the books I, I, I love. I got to get that book for sure. Oh, another re- uh, book I got to say I recommend is From Boxer to Businessman. Okay. Uh, that gentleman I just showed you, he's the author of that book. Nice. It teaches how the disciplines of, 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 of exercises in boxing can teach the person to be successful. And as a matter of fact, that's what we're doing right now. We're doing a 90-day challenge to teach everybody exactly what I've done to help myself and others. Uh, the same system. Nice. nice. Walk me through. I was going to say because I saw it on the screen. Walk me through those, the 90-day the challenge. Uh, it's divided into three parts. Uh, first, uh, part of the challenge is uh, getting connected uh, spiritually, meaning with yourself, discovering yourself, who you are. Okay. Like, why am I here? Your purpose. Yeah. Why? How can we connect it? Like, what's my purpose on earth? Um, but in order to do that, you got to detox from TV, music, sex, like it, sexual transmutation. I've done that for like the last year and a half. Maybe. You're a strong <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> yes, sir. You're a strong gentleman. But let me tell you something. When I, you know, uh, we're doing a documentary and um, I haven't exercised for a long time, but it felt like I was still in it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's because of what I eat, what I don't eat, and also sexual transmutation. Too. Well, it's crazy. A lot of sports players, when they are like in the playoffs or championships, especially in baseball, they are not even allowed to stay in the same room with their significant other during championship. They're not allowed to watch porn. They're not allowed to right. even like go out to bars and clubs for that reason. Because of the moment the, that it, it, it lowers down, like their availability to play and all that, and all that stuff, it's, which is crazy. It lowers, it lowers your testosterone. Well, why do you think that is though? You know, our body, our brain has a, a hormone we release. Dopamine. Dopamine. Yeah. It's like that pleasure. Yep. You're satisfied so you could lay so back. So I, I feel like seeking pleasure is, is the ultimate way to be depressed and and, and and just never be successful. Shooting right. for pleasure. And you know and you know what's crazy? That that's something that I was listening to because I, I was I was re re listening to Think and Grow Rich. Mm. And you didn't read it, you listened to it. <laughs> I, I listened to it. <laughs> okay, okay. But, I, sure, but sure. I learned everything that I had to learn. Okay. Right? And I know it because when it got to the part of sexual transmutation, I was like, wow. I don't remember this the first time that I listened to the book. Because you blocked it off. <laughs> no, because every time you just, just like reading a book, every time you read it, you, you pick yep. up on different things. Yep. Right. And then I was like, holy shit, like, is this really real? You know, and, and it's crazy because he, he, he specifies uh, getting that, that feeling that you get when, when you're about, when you're, you know, having sex, mm-hmm. right. You get that feeling and you're supposed to redirect it to whatever goals you want to um, achieve, right? And and it's pretty crazy because shit, so shit works. What I just heard was shit works. it's animal instincts 
rather than using it for sex, right. use it for something else. Right. That is crazy. That is crazy. Any of you guys watched uh, Dragon Ball Z? No, you know I'm the recently cartoon? <laughs> I'm recently getting into anime. Not not gonna lie. You know that Kamehameha when I was there, when I was, the, yeah, 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 Kamehameha. That was a that's uh, that's sexual <laughs> transmutation to me. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. It makes sense. Like I'm getting all this energy and power. Look, uh, right. The guys that I went up against, they're they're six two. One of them is five eleven. I'm like five two, five three. And in the documentary, they were just asking them like about their experience in boxing. And they all said the same thing. And I was not, you know, the documentary was about our coach. It wasn't about me. And they all said the same thing. Same experience. We got in the ring with Rocky. Oh, man, that boy, when he hit us, it was, it was, it was another. And I was just like, come. I was 108 pounds when I boxed. So I think that had a lot to do with it, a lot. See, I I was trying to like, well, as a kid, I was like, no, I'm gonna be a virgin till I get married. That way, she can value me, and then that way, she'd be like, bro, I'm not gonna find another man like you. all this stuff that I, I was. That's how you know he's old school. You were in a bubble. <laughs> I was in the Matrix, like <laughs> I was thinking fairy tales. You were blue pill. I thought I thought Santa was real. You know, like he's not real. Oh shit! <laughs> Time for the pill. <laughs> yeah, brother. Now that we're you know we're talking about the Matrix, I'm sorry. I, I was just thinking of Andrew Tate when you, as soon as you said the Matrix, right? You think he's ever gonna come out and say something? He's already <laughs> been coming out little by little, bro. He just made he just made fun of don't the make whole me, ass don't reporter. make me work out of our own podcast. He bro. just made fun of the whole ass reporter. You well, with his with his little skateboard thing, no. Is that is, all is I that, seen him? Is that you're not you're you're not keeping up with it? I'm him, not bro. keeping up you're with not, Andrew Tate. Yeah, no. Not. The reporter, the the reporter from Vice mm-hmm. that went to interview him, that he was that he even went to like his whole war room uh, organization, whatever, um, ended up releasing like a hit piece when he was in jail. Okay. And then after he got out, the guy contacted him again because now Vice is going bankrupt. Okay. So the the reporter contacted him again about doing another interview. So then he was just like talking mad shit to the reporter. And then he ended up saying, oh, yeah, come. We're going to do an interview. Bring me a box of chocolates. And he made the guy stand out there for like two hours. And he was just making fun of him the whole time. Like he recorded everything. He was like. That's why Andrew Tay's an a-hole. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, if someone was writing a hit piece on you, wouldn't you be mad? I'll let, I'll let him interview me, though. No, why? So I could talk shit during his interview. Bro, is that anyone that anyone that interviews him is going to blow up? That That's what true. people want. That is true. And, and he told him, he was like, why would I let you interview me if anyone that I let interview me right now is going to freaking blow up? That is true. You know? Makes sense. We're going we're, we're gonna, we're gonna to. So we're going to interview message. him. We're going to send Tate a message. Tate, we got you, bro. <laughs> we got you. You guys don't think that it's because he's just trying to like be cautious about what he says right no, now? No, of course. They, they, of course. They, yeah, they scared the also, crap out yeah, of him. Yeah. This whole arrest thing, like, obviously, they can say whatever the arrest was for. You know, we we could we could talk about all the conspiracy theory. They shut him up. That's why I'm saying because before he got walked in there, before well, before they brought him in there, he was talking. There was a new video about this guy every single day. He comes out. Yeah, you get those random videos of like, oh, they took away my ten Bugattis. Now I have these little birds. Bugatti scooters. scooters. These Bugatti scooters or whatever it is, right? <laughs> but he's not talking his usual crap that mm-hmm. he usually talks. So of course he's being cautious. They're keeping him quiet until Andrew Tate is not 
hate anymore. Right, right, right. If that makes sense. I remember um, I used to get invited to these private yacht parties, and it would be like Trumps and all these politicians and North Carolina governors. And after midnight, when they started bringing out the liquor, <laughs> that's when I knew, okay, I'm not supposed to be in this conversation. Stuff they were saying, I'm like, that can't be true. <laughs> Next few months later, I'm like, it's happening. Yep. A few years later, I can't believe that I was on that boat. They were talking about this. A lot of stuff that people think is conspiracy, they already planned it out. Yeah, no, of, of course, course, of, of course. course. If not, people wouldn't. You know, if not, it wouldn't be a conspiracy, brother. Yeah. People, there's always. It's it's funny because I, I used to say this before, and for every rumor, there's a little bit of truth in it. In yep. every conspiracy theory, there's something has to be true. Same mm-hmm. thing, like, I, and I hate saying it, like faith, right? The religion, mm-hmm. right? There's so many religions out there. Yep. There's yep. some something about those religion is true, mm-hmm. but what is it? We'll find out eventually, right? We'll find out. <laughs> so then let's let let's continue here. So after we prepare ourselves, right, mentally, physically, which is very important, um, and we and we establish that discipline, um, then then we should start to learn to manage our money. Oh, yeah. Right? So, and a good way for a person that is beginning to learn how to manage their money is budgeting. Oh, absolutely. Right? So, um, we spoke about budgeting for a surplus, which you should be familiar with, right? It's it's one of Robert Kiyosaki's uh, um, techniques, Mm -hmm. right? So, he talks about how a lot of people, they budget for a deficit, which is what keeps them poor. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to be rich, then you should be budgeting for a surplus, which is what puts you in that uncomfortable position in order for you to, instead of cut your expenses, you increase your income, Income. right? Exactly. Um, And then after that, then we should start looking for, you know, a side hustle, right? A side hustle or a type of business that you should want to start in order to uh, start building up that extra income. Yes. Is that your name? This is my name. That's that's yours. Almost. Almost. Almost mine. Almost. Almost him. It's Silvio, but not Dante. Almost mine. It looks like him, but it looks like him. It looks like me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking we were thinking products, and I'm like, okay, you did that. No, no, not yet. Mine's going to be cooler than this one. Yeah, for sure. And he's a little soul patch thing. Yeah. He's my little... Right. That's what it needs. So what are some good... Um, in your in your uh, journey, right, to where you are, um, what have been some different businesses or side hustles? Side hustles. Side hustles. Okay, side when hustles. you say business, a lot of people think like, I they need get scared. money. Yeah. I need money. They get scared. I need this. I need, you know, I, I business, I, that's too much stuff to, you know, right. side hustles. So what are some side hustles, Legal that, side hustles. that you... That you uh, went through in order to help you um, develop your cutting, income. Cutting hair. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I learned how to cut hair. I use it as a skill. And then my mentor said, if you develop more skills, you'll be able to do more things. I learned taxes. Uh, my, my friend, James Bunn, he owns a tax firm. So I started doing people's taxes as a side hustle. Um, but, you know, mainly it was just realizing that the journey I had to go through I had to develop products along the way. To me, those are my hustles. Like, and then they became businesses because at first I had, to, like Gary V says in his book, you have to jab, 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 jab right. before you throw your right hook. So I realized that that's what we all got to be. Doing, right. You know, like uh, the side hustles then becomes the empire. 
Yep. You know. And I give up on the on the first side hustle, that first business that 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 you do because majority fail. Right? Like you said, you gotta throw that jab, 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 and then boom, something. Yeah, I think end. it's because uh a lot of people think it's because of lack of funds. You know, undercapitalization is one of the reasons why businesses fail, but once it launches. And I think that's because of an improper launch and that's because of improper planning. People don't plan to fail, they just fail to Fails plan. Apart. So um I realized that before sales or advertisement or a product, you got a brand. Branding comes before anything. And so I feel like side hustle starts with branding. Branding yourself. Like, you ask anybody in Miami, like, you know, Rocky, Rock did it uh, in a barbershop. And, oh, they'll know. Like, yesterday I called this barbershop called Havana Club. I mean, they do some extravagant haircuts. And um, I just said my name. And it was, uh, you know, I said, it's your barber teacher. And then all I heard was, Rock did it. And... It's just, you know, I feel like it's only because branding just means you're building relationships with people and you're building trust. Right. Yep. And how can I sell you a product? How can I start a side hustle if I have no one to sell it to because they don't trust me? Yep. Right. So I feel like that's what is where it begins. Uh, branding yourself, letting people know who you really are as a person. Um, it goes with the five levels of leadership. Uh, the, the fifth level of leadership is what? Uh, not what you do or what you make or not your results, but who you became. Like the movie um, John Wick, mm -hmm. like that. Like um, I remember uh, the, the, the guy who owned the garage, he punched John, uh, the guy who stole John Wick's car. And then they were like, oh, I'm going to call my dad, the head of the mafia. He called the head of the mafia. And I mean, the head of the mafia called uh, the gentleman from the body shop and said, I heard you punch my son. And this is the Russian mafia. And he's like, yeah, because he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. That boy's dad said, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's that, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's respect. <laughs> but there's, I do want to point out something very important that you said. And it's something that a lot of people kind of miss. And that is you need to develop a skill. Right. Because your skill is the one thing that's going to get you to that next level. Right. Because even even if in the beginning you don't know anything. So you need to learn a certain skill that is going to help you um, bring in that extra income and is going to get you to that next level in order for you to be able to um show people that they can trust you. Yeah, and I feel like skills and talent are two different things. Right. We got to differentiate both because talents, you know, you're born with them. But skills is like communication skills. Right. And I think communication is probably the first skill I learned that made me money. Sales. Selling a product. So I think that if you work on those skills or any skills, you can make money. I agree. I agree. Okay, so... Um, just to wrap it up here, since, uh, we're, we're about to hit our time mark. Um, what do you, what do you think is, you know, just some advice to our listeners? What do you think is, uh, the main, the, the main things that they should be working on? Um, if they want to start, right, they're starting off from nothing and they want to get to a certain point in their life. You know, I think it's focus. Uh, I think that this world has so much distraction. Entertainment is, is meant to like hypnotize us entertain us 
distract us uh, from where our, our past supposed to be, which is, I consider it called, uh, it's called drifting. Right. Drifting is what's going to take people to hell. And hell is not like, you know, like a religious thing. Hell could be what people are living at the moment. Yep. yep. That's what I mean by that. And, and it's because uh, they don't understand those rules. Um, now, in terms of uh, skills, like communication skills, you know, books, right? 80-20 rule. Live by that rule. 80%. Now, also, if you really want to block off uh, distraction and just really want to be focused, I feel like you should join this challenge. Like, you guys can, you know, take a look at this. A lot of the books that you said were are in right. there. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of the books that you said were in there. So the first uh, month, we're going to detoxify the body. We have a, a company. It's called Natural Herb Minerals. Um, we actually got mentored, and the company started because of Patricia Bowman. Have you guys ever heard of Dr. Sevi? No. no. Okay, Google him. Um, Dr. Sebi, he had a court case in 1988 against the New York Supreme Court because he had a three paper newspaper, uh, three newspaper ads that he was able to cure cancer, diabetes. So FBI and you know they came looking for him and told him to take it down. He didn't. So he went against the New York Supreme Court. Out of over 2,000 people that had similar situations. He's the only one that's ever beat the New York Supreme Court. Okay. Uh, but um, they had a routine tra- traffic stop. He was 92 years old. He was driving, and they took him to jail just for questioning. And he had money in his pocket, so they had to find out why. And a few days later, he was dead. So a lot of people, his wife himself told me, like, yeah, they were trying to, you know, quiet him. Gotcha. Yeah, so, but so that's what inspired me to start this brand. It's called Natural Minerals. That's part of our challenge. We help people understand the difference between real food and bad food. I don't know if you guys were aware, like carrots. Carrots was invented okay. in the year 1721 in Netherlands. So there's stuff that we're eating that our body, when you eat it, it turns into mucus, which is inflammation. And that's the cause of every disease. Arthritis, that's inflammation. Bronchitis, inflammation. Everything's inflammation. And so um, that's the first. The second thing is uh, getting fit. So we're teaching people how to develop that inner courage and that tough you know, mindset that we have. You know, we teach people how to callous their mind, like build calluses in your mind. So whenever you get that 2 o'clock in the morning phone call of something tragic happening, you don't collapse and break down, you know, you're, you're like, I'm not training for a boxing fight or, you know, I'm training for life. Yep. Right. You know, and then the third one is the, the challenge of the mind. Whoever joins us on the, on these challenges, we're going to help them grow in each area. But the last one that we want, our goal is to help them launch their business, their first business project. We have an entire staff, like what we do as a company, uh, we have what's called specialized units. Like, if we, we analyze your business, uh, we take a look at what you have in place, who's working for you, and then we can tell you what you're missing and what you need to do to scale the business. Okay. We find the talent, we find the players, and we position them. 
Um, and then for that point on, we, we can uh, assist you with training and support throughout that process. And yeah, but that's pretty much what we do. We help people in that. And the third challenge is to help people with their mind and uh, be financially uh, free. So it, it goes with tonight's topic. Tonight's topic was about money, creating cash flow. And that's what we do in the third challenge. Awesome. Awesome. And where, and where can our uh, listeners find you? Uh, they can find me at rockdidit.com. They can email me rock at rockdidit.com. Um, they can find me on YouTube, um, Cutting Image of Success. Um, they can find me on Instagram for Rock Did It also. Yeah. Rock did it. Rock did it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, just to wrap it up, I want to give uh, our guests here a special um, thank you for, for joining us today. We really sure. appreciate it. Thank you for your knowledge, um, for, for your background, right? You really came from nothing and you know, you've, you've, you've come a long way. Um, so thank you for everyone that you've helped. Um, but just just to close it off, um, I agree with with Rock. So um, let's let's just stay focused, um, build your character, um, self development very important. You know, get into some books, change your mindset, um, start budgeting. If you have any questions about that, just shoot me a a message and I will help you. Whatever it is, um, and and you know just just get on that mindset that you can achieve whatever you put your mind to. Um, and you will get there. 